Hi, welcome to the Romance Me podcast. This is Erica. And I'm Em. And welcome to another special bonus episode about NaNo, aka National Novel Writing Month. And since we're getting closer to the beginning of November, in this episode, we're going to discuss setting the mood, the mood for writing. So, um, what gets you in the mood? What gets me in the mood to write? I don't know. I'm almost always in the mood to write. Well, so for example, you said earlier this week that you were feeling righty. Yeah. What made that different from previous weeks? Well, I think it's because I've been working so much on the outline, which I haven't really added to for the last weekish, except little things here and there, because I did so much all at once when it was occurring to me and when I had time that I think now it's sort of like, okay, now, now I want to play with the things. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you set up all your Barbies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like... Now make them talk. Yeah. Now, now I want to play with the toys and, and I can't play with the toys because it's not November 1st yet. And so I'm frustrated. With delayed gratification. Yeah. So now I'm doing that little um, handwriting like character sketch thing. So I can kind of start playing with some of the, the toys, the parts, the whatever, and seeing what works, how it works how the characters are kind of manifesting, that kind of thing. How is the handwriting experience different from typing for you? I like that it slows me down. It's the difference of getting in the car and going 90 versus getting in the car and taking like a leisurely pace and like being able to look at the scenery. Would you say that you use that method um, for specific reasons like character sketches or just in general like if you're in the mood for it i prefer to handwrite versus type there's just something really comfortable about it sometimes i will need those little breaks during nano uh that can sort of help when i feel stuck it's been quite a while since i've prepped this much for nano honestly you're welcome (laughs) so this time like i'm going in with a lot more. Plus, I'm building a world. Usually, I don't necessarily go that far in social structures, things like that, and cultural norms and practices and mindsets. Would you say that it's easier for you to start writing now versus before you first started doing nano a million years ago? <laughs> Seemingly a million. Yeah, it's a lot easier now. Like the the thinking things up. And letting the story unfold and pull me forward with it. What do you think has changed that for you over the over the years? <laughs> Not to make you sound like you're ancient or whatever, but give us some wisdom, oh, oh wizened one. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's just practice. You do anything enough, it's it's habit. Okay, so going with that, I know when I took writing classes and stuff, one of the things they would always say was to make a writing time or make a writing place or something like that. Would you say that that, that has helped you? Yes. I think it's also important to <laughs> to figure out what doesn't work. And then that will almost guide you to what does work. There are lots of writers that love like coffee shops and things like that. I can't do that. As far as like time of day, I would say as it relates to nano, whenever you can do it, you know, I mean, there's plenty of writers that will write early in the morning before their house wakes up because it's quiet or late at night because it's quiet. 
I think at, at this point, when Nano is in full swing, it's not so much a time, because I always, at least for that month of November, I keep the story kind of in, at least in the back of my mind. So if I know, okay, I'm going to have 20 minutes to write, I can pull it forward real quick write out and then go on and do whatever. Well, that's interesting. So like during nano, you're like always on. Yeah, basically. Uh, or as much as possible, because it's not it's not possible like 24-7. But if I know after this, I'm going to go home to write, then on the drive over, I'm thinking, what am I going to write? What's the next thing? Either because I've outlined it or I'm feeling particularly inspired. So I want to write a certain scene. I will start thinking about it before I sit down. So by the time I'm sitting down, I've got the first line or two of dialogue or the initial description and then just go. Okay, so it's like you're you're loading. Yeah. <laughs> Locked and loaded. Especially for nano. I mean, otherwise it's that's a crazy thing to do all the time, but not crazy, <laughs> but just distracting. <laughs> But at least for the month of November. I mean, you say you're always in the mood to write. I've read stuff that authors have put out saying things like they always have stories in their head. They always have stuff going on. I think some people are just writey. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite part of writing is writing. Hands down. I have learned to appreciate editing. <laughs> But it is, it is not my favorite part. I understand that through editing, that is when the story is, is made. It becomes. I get it. But yeah, writing is by far my favorite part of the writing process. I mean, that's what editors are for, right? In theory. Lucky, lucky editors. What about uh, planning? Where does that fall for you? Like, as far as, you know, your favorite part is writing, your least favorite part is editing. Is planning, like, squarely in the middle, or does it veer toward one side? I enjoy planning to a degree. I'd say it's probably less less my favorite than editing, which is different. That's something that has evolved over time. Because I think, at least with editing, I get to write a little. <laughs> With planning, it's just like, okay, I've got the parts, let's go. <laughs> Unless you're doing scene work or things like that, which of course you can't do before nano. No. Yeah, what advice would you have for a, for a new nano participant as far as getting in the mood, like even for planning, let alone actually writing? Like, you know, because sometimes you just feel stuck. Like you're like, I want to do it, but... I think music plays a pretty crucial role. I guess it would depend if the participant has any previous writing experience <laughs> or if they're like me doing their first nano on a whim almost <laughs> with like almost no writing storytelling <laughs> experience. Oh, that was a learning curve. Then maybe they already know what kind of music they want to listen to while they're planning. And then if they can save that music for when they're writing, if they know the kind of story that they want to write or the the vibe of that story or whatever, look for music that will align with that in some way. Like what's an example of that? For my current nano project, you and I discussed this already, but like I stole from history. Geographically, I'm like, okay, so this is this part of the world so i would find music that's kind of from there oh which didn't work out as well as i was hoping <laughs> lots of stuff <laughs> i didn't like 
I'm not listening to it necessarily to be charmed by the music. It's more I'm listening so I can hear the the rhythm of the dialogue or something. I, I'm waiting for it to speak to me. That sounds so silly, but I don't know of another way to put it. I tried to find music that would be kind of from that time period, and I just I really didn't find anything that spoke to me. I'm sure it exists. I just haven't found it. But I do have some music that I really like, so... Yay. So when you say save the music and then use that when you're writing, why would you do that? Well, hopefully you'll find it inspirational again. And it's sort of to try to train yourself to get inspired. Some writers talk about a muse. And so it's sort of to get that muse or muse-like thing to start doing their job. (laughs) (laughs) Get to work. Yeah. My muse is an asshole. So... (laughs) Uh, somehow I'm not surprised. I didn't think you would be surprised. <laughs> it's part of the working relationship, that conflict. Do you have songs um, or tracks that you use all the time for all of your projects? <laughs> You and I talked about this a little bit because we made a playlist to put on our Nano page and there's lots of movie soundtracks. I like movie soundtracks because they're dramatic. There's a lot, which I hadn't really thought about, but there's a lot of John Williams on there (laughs) (laughs) and a lot from Jaws. I'm not exactly sure what that says about my writing. (laughs) It's toothy. (laughs) Maybe sense of foreboding and i mean i really because if you know the history of of that movie williams really had to bring his a-game because the floating gray turd was not gonna do it editing and williams saved that movie (laughs) oh dude yeah that soundtrack is everything in that movie it really is you have a villain because of that that's why yeah I like Jaws. <laughs> it's funny because there's, there's soundtracks that I never... In fact, I don't even think I've seen these movies. One of the songs on there is from Rambo. Oh, yeah. Never seen Rambo, but I like the music. <laughs> um, Predator, too. <laughs> but it's it's also because usually those are moments, you know, you want the, the tension, the drama, and in theory faster word count. Nano typically is not, you know, sitting down and writing out a lovely scene and letting it sort of evolve for you. No, no. I mean, you may have a few moments like that. It's probably why I would write a lot of like paranormal, but also like adventure stories because it's like want a timeline or impending the clock's ticking down exactly things like that so the music you choose can help with pacing yeah i think so pop music is great for that peppy with repetitive lyrics (laughs) something you know really well that's fast-paced the more repetitive the better (laughs) because you're not listening to it to enjoy it you're listening to it to speed your pace I have to say that speaks to me because um, I had a particular playlist that I always listened to when I was writing term papers for grad school. (laughs) It was part of like, I can't write this paper unless I have this playlist. It's just not going to come out. (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) It's almost like Pavlovian, you know? (laughs) I totally understand. I I think you're right. I think it it can help uh, train your brain. Let's talk a little bit about place. 
I know you said during nano, you're basically always ready to write. Like you even will sometimes write on your phone. Mm -hmm. But would you would you suggest having like a writing place or space? Yeah, that's probably more sensible. (laughs) (laughs) And, And lots of writers do it. Libraries, coffee shops. I know some writers who have gone outdoors because that's, I don't know. I don't know why it works for them, but it does. I tried it. It didn't work. Uh, I think it depends on the writer because some people want the distraction of people coming in and milling around and doing things. Sometimes that helps them. Not being in their house sometimes helps them because nobody's asking them for anything. (laughs) So they can kind of go to their little writer place in their head. I think it's more of a mental mindset than I think it is a a physical place, but it's also whatever's going to help you get to that mental place, that mental place. Well, I know you mentioned before, I think it was maybe on our first bonus episode in this mini series about like, you always wear your headphones Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Even if I don't have any music playing, which that frequently happens, I like big headphones. (laughs) that will cover my ears and that sort of helps signal to me we're writing so sometimes I'll listen to music right before I write just to let myself know this is what we're about to do a lot of the things that you talked about you know having a time set aside if you're able to having a place where you go wearing headphones uh, listening to music you know all of these things seem like they're an effort to train your brain to like turn on that writing mode. Yeah. Would you say that that is something that we should start now in the planning phase? If you can, it depends on on the writer. Like if they'll change the music for what they're writing, you know, an action scene versus a less action-y scene. <laughs> Are there only two scenes in your world, M? Yes, action and less action. <laughs> well on on that that's a great segue because (laughs) i wanted to talk a little bit about the playlist that you made to share i know you mentioned it earlier is but i noticed you titled it it's an action playlist yeah (laughs) if you want to listen to music and you're not really sure where to start and you're interested in what em might suggest for an action scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I think it's, I put the emphasis so much on action, whatever that action is, it doesn't necessarily have to be, I don't know, chasing down the bad guy or whatever, whatever it is. It's, it's mainly because those are quicker. So yeah. word count theoretically should be higher. It could be the bow chicka wow. Because the whole point of Nana, well, I shouldn't say that because everybody's nano goals are different, but like, if you're trying to reach 50,000 words, <laughs> you're not writing subdued, emotionally fraught scenes all the time. I tend to find that music or music for those sorts of scenes are so specific, sometimes even to the character, that they don't transfer over as well. But if you're writing a fight scene or a chasing scene or something like that, that seems to be less specific to characters and place and things like that or at least it is for me so we have this playlist linked on our nano page um if you go to our website romancemepodcast.com uh we have a on the top menu there's a nano with us and i've linked the playlist on that page and it 
goes to a Spotify playlist. We thought, hopefully, that's accessible for lots of people if they're interested. Yeah, hopefully. It's hard to know, right? It is. It is hard to know. (laughs) It's been kind of fun. And like I said, there's a um, a lot of soundtrack music on here. So it sounds like for your writing process to get you in the mood, music is probably the primary source of inspiration or mood setter. I don't know what you would call that. Probably mood setter. So another type of music that that I listen to will be music from other countries where I don't understand the language because then the, the language used in the song it makes their their vocals just an additional instrument. And sometimes that can be inspirational, provocative, for helping to set a certain atmosphere when you're about to write. Like, I, I sort of tried to do that with, with this story, because like I was saying before, where I pulled from history, so I tried to find some music that might do that, like from that region, but it just it wasn't working for some reason. I don't know why. So... You've said that a lot. Um, I know we'll we'll go back to the music and the sounds, but you said a lot, like, things just don't work for you, or this works, that doesn't. What does that mean? Like, it wasn't working for you? In in that instance, when I was trying to find the regional music from that area in that, that time period, when I say that it wasn't working for me, I could not see the story taking place in my head. It wasn't inspiring or... Yeah, like even if I was picturing a location where I know my character is going to go and I'm picturing my main character and I'm listening to this music and nothing's happening. The the movie isn't playing. <laughs> it doesn't feel right. I guess it's if you're a chef and you're making a dish and you taste something and you're like, yep, that is how that is supposed to taste. It, it's kind of like that where you go, you take a quote unquote taste of the story and you're like, Nope. (laughs) Would you say that's like pretty much an immediate thing for you? Like, okay, that's absolutely not working. Or do you sometimes give yourself a chance to, to experience whatever it is for a while before you decide for sure it's not working? Usually it's pretty immediate. And especially if it's in, if I'm, (laughs) if I happen to be looking for this stuff while Nano is taking place, it's immediate. If it's not working, immediately move on to something else. I will not waste my time. Okay, I want to move back. <laughs> I want to rewind a little bit to sounds because we have in the notes things like other types of audio can influence or help with your um, with setting the mood for you. Oh, yeah, like the sound effects. Yeah. I don't know if that's so much a setting the mood as it is. I find them, depending on what the sound effect is, helpful for when I'm writing more mysteries. It's like sometimes you just you hear a sound. What is the sound? (laughs) Or if you're stuck, you need something to happen, but you don't know what it is because, you know, the previous scene has finished and you have nothing, nothing available to you that you want to write or you can't think of what the next thing is going to be. And you're looking for that trigger. Listen to random sound effects. You never know what's going to pop up. I don't even know now where you would find sound effects. Uh, you could probably just Google it. Probably. <laughs> Anymore. It's on YouTube or something. This will date me just ever so much. 
I- I'm sure maybe you can find these at thrift stores or whatever, but like CDs or whatever, where they would make CDs of sound effects. Oh, yeah. Like I had a spooky one that we always played on Halloween. Exactly. So something like that, where it's just, it's just rant, like car horns, somebody walking down a street or whatever. And, and maybe you do that. Maybe, you know, you roll the dice and, you know, number whatever comes up. And so you listen to that sound and it's somebody walking down a hallway. And so you just turn that into an element in your story. Your main character, they're, they're sitting in, it's probably going to get spooky, sitting in a waiting room Nobody else is around, and then they hear these steps approaching, and it starts off like normal rhythm, but then they hurry. (laughs) You know, then it speeds up. It's like, well, why are they running? Or maybe they think they hear a footstep and they're not sure, and then the lights flicker, or (laughs) who knows? You know, one idea hopefully will lead to another, and then you've got something happening in your story. Nice. Because again, it's, it's for those moments where you get stuck. And stuck will happen, and it sucks. If that doesn't work, if if being in your special place in your special shirt <laughs> with your special music just isn't working for you, your special hat, your special drink. <laughs> what what do you suggest? I think sometimes your brain just gets tired, and it just needs a little little siesta, little break. Doesn't necessarily <laughs> have to be for long. You know, you can either listen to music or not, you know, find something soothing, something meditative, maybe, or maybe listen to nothing. Silence is actually really lovely to listen to. Go outside, experience the outdoors. Yeah. Depending on where you live, maybe, maybe that's quiet. Maybe that's loud. Maybe you need the loud because the silence is the problem. You know, it just, it depends on the person what's going to be a break for their brain. Gives you an opportunity to have a little reset moment. It gets really difficult to get up from where you're writing when, especially when you're behind and you feel the pressure to catch up. But sometimes the best thing to do is to walk away for like five minutes and just not think about it if you can. It's easier to do when you're not 8,000 words down. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully that doesn't happen. (laughs) Well, hopefully if you're doing, if you're doing all these tricks while you're prepping, then you're currently laying the groundwork for setting the mood in the future when you're actually writing. Yeah. A lot of it's just, it's prep for when you will write, you know, when you will write is not necessarily when you want to write. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, yeah, it's just like, you know what, now now is when I have times and now it needs to happen. That's why I think music sometimes helps so much because the time of day may be different. That may not be something that's in your control. But what music you listen to or not is. That makes sense. If your writing place is more in your head than where you physically are, then you can write anywhere. That's rather philosophical of you. <laughs> oh, no. Well, on that lovely note, I, I, I really like that. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you do. I aim to please. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say thanks for joining us on our nano journey. We're still inviting you. You could come <laughs> nano with us. I'm not awkward about it at all. Nope. We're posting. (laughs) (laughs) We're posting all these bonus episodes and resources like M's playlist on our website, uh, romancemepodcast.com. We have a Twitter, 
at Romance Me Cast, which is also linked on our site. Tweet us. <laughs> Tweet you. Let us know what gets you in the mood. <laughs> the writing mood. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, or Amazon. <laughs> How does this get weirder and weirder? I love it. (laughs) Bye! Bye! (laughs) (laughs) You kind of sound increasingly unhinged, I love it. (laughs) I don't know, I get really punchy during these uh, (laughs) bonus episodes.